Hello and welcome to the Blind Tiger Podcast, your one-stop shop for beer news, reviews, and all things brews. I am your host, the man who clearly does not believe in the Great Pumpkin, Rob Fisher. With me, as always, is the man who's a dieting zombie's worst nightmare due to his big, pulsating brain, Mike Albright. And of course, the man whose audio black magic, if written down, would look similarly close to the Necronomicon, the man far, far too handsome... For hieroglyphics, Jesse Clark. Today is September 9th, 2015, and we're recording Sample Soda 49, Springhouse Redux. In this episode, Mike, Jesse, and I traveled down to the new Springhouse location. Uh, we've been talking about this place for uh, quite a while. Um, several years ago, we actually stopped by the, uh, the tap room by Springhouse, which was located almost center square in downtown Lancaster, but uh, Springhouse decided to up their game, uh, take out a huge loan, and open up a brand new space on the south side of the city. Uh, We came down here after uh, a couple of months of it being open to give this place the full, true Blind Tiger podcast review. What do you mean, huge loan? They're they're just taking all the money we gave them over the years. (laughs) Uh, Well, not me, not me, (laughs) but uh, we do have some very, very loyal friends of the Springhouse establishment, that's for damn sure. Uh, but I do believe they did like take out like a $1.5 million loan or something oh, ridiculous okay. in order to, to fund this project. And I, I did not, from the sketches and from the news articles, <laughs> truly appreciate the scope of the size of what they were doing. I mean, this puts their, their location in the, uh, in the South County uh, to shame. I mean, that place was a barn that essentially had a brew system shoved into every nook and cranny where yep. you could go down, sit at a bar kind of on the second floor, yeah, and get some free samples, kind of, you fill a growler. Yeah, right. This place is huge. This place is really, a, it's truly a reclaimed warehouse um, in downtown Lancaster. Plenty of room to stretch out. Yeah, yes. this is a nice old warehouse. What? Now, I asked them before what they did here. They made, what do they make? They have this giant... Uh, boiler to our right here yeah yeah stage right i noticed it says coatesville it does coatesville boiler works i'm guessing they, that's they the name of a company very, uh, oh no pickles this used to be a picklery whatever the hell really? that is yes okay yeah, apparently they uh boiled boiled the pickles in there boiled the water i don't know boiled don't something know. as part of the, interesting i so assume coatesville boiler works made the boiler not that that they were doing things here, but uh, interesting that they took a pickle factory yep. and decided to reclaim it. Old well, maybe that's perhaps why on the menu they kind of advertised the pickles as a homage to what uh, the building used to be. Um, but yeah, this actually is, I look at this uh, for the location, brilliant. This is not actually, I would say, one of the hot spots, the destination neighborhoods <laughs> in Lancaster. Uh, yeah, you're not going to walk here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's down a bit on South uh, South Prince Street, uh, you know, a couple blocks south of uh, the main square. Uh, but what's interesting about it is is they this building and the lot that they're on has been totally revitalized. Yep. And so they've taken a warehouse, uh, made it gorgeous, uh, have a brand new parking lot, and I'm hoping that it's the first of many things to start to come into this area to kind of reclaim the neighborhood as being a little nicer uh, to the people who are willing to come into downtown but perhaps are a little afraid to go outside of the main thoroughfares of what is traditionally known as downtown Lancaster. Right. I agree with that entirely. I hope so. I would really hope that this is revitalized. And Yeah, I've actually know. known a ton of people that uh, usually wouldn't go into the city otherwise, but actually heard about this place and have come in. Like, uh, it was kind of shameful how many people uh, asked me if I'd been here yet, and I had not <laughs> up until a couple weeks ago. Uh, that weren't like hardcore beer enthusiasts. They just wanted to check out this new place. Well, the brilliance of it is the, the parking lot. 
Yep. And they actually do have a parking lot here uh, with, it's a sizable for a city space, you know, probably 30, 40 parking spots out front. Um, so for anybody who lives outside of Lancaster who likes Springhouse beers, but finds going to the tap room to be difficult because of parking, yeah. uh, you can basically go five minutes from the tap room and come down to what is now probably going to be the face of Springhouse and park, yep. come in and actually have beer. Um, the other major difference is they actually have a full menu. Uh, so the tap room has a menu, but it's more pub fare, mm-hmm. you know, right. pizzas, sandwiches, and whatnot. Here they seem to be doing something different where they're trying to push for that like gastropub sort of feel with the available options on the menu. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think they actually have a full kitchen now, too. I think in the Springhouse, lo- uh, the other location in the city, they just kind of have like a... <laughs> <laughs> cramped corner. <laughs> yeah, big boy, easy bake oven kind of <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, because so they have a daily special uh, or daily specials, which is like a soup du jour, and then I guess they had a, uh, a you know chef's choice of fish, and then a market steak every day. Market so steak, yeah. obviously, if you go to most pubs and you say, "Hey, what's special?" They'll be like, "Hey, it's the leftover hamburger we didn't cook last night. It's <laughs> special." But here, it seems like they're trying to do something special, where maybe they're you know sourcing stuff from like central market or you know areas around here to try to make it yeah. hey let's do something a little bit different and make it a little classier and speaking of fish you're also do big into the raw bar which i noticed yeah. is kind of catching on around here yeah that's really neat i like that uh, mm-hmm. i know hunger and thirst has the what lancaster oyster company lancaster mm. oyster yeah they do like what their oyster thursdays or whatever yeah and i guess they're doing something like that here i don't know if they're affiliated but they're definitely doing a, like a raw bar raw bar oysters and uh also, that hunger, hunger and thirst has that they have here is a specialized burger, which you guys had. Yes, uh, I, they have. Uh, it's two gra- all beef grass-fed patties with uh, cheese, and then uh, onions. Uh, they have some of their fancy pickles on the side for you to add, and then you can get uh, an aioli sauce or smoked ketchup as a sauce to put on the burger. Um, was pretty good. Nice. I mean, the the bar for good burgers in town is set pretty high. Um, in terms of like high end stuff, Hunger and Thirst has by far my favorite burger in town. Indeed, yeah. Um, however, like Five Fifty One has a cheaper, uh, just massive, delicious, like what I what I would call like a pub burger. Right. And I think this is a nice in the middle. We're looking something for higher end. Um, it doesn't quite compare with Hunger and Thirst, but if you love Springhouse and you want a good burger, uh, it was pretty good. Yep. That's pretty good. Well, one thing I do think that is amazing here uh, that you don't see too often is the, well, you see them a lot, is the herbed fries, but they do the shoestring variety, Yeah, which is a little different. What, what do you guys think of that? I love them. I like the fries. I'm not going to argue that they're my, my favorite ever, but I like I like this style of fr- the, the shoestring fries, Yeah. Um, especially when they're prepared much nicer. I'm extremely partial to duck fat fries, uh, which you know not every establishment is going to want to do because the duck fat probably is a very pricey ingredient. Uh, um, but as fries goes, these aren't bad, and I like that they're trying to do slightly different sauces with them. It's not just your standard plop ketchup. You know. That's true. Like you guys got the smoked ketchup, which yeah. is one of the options, and there was a couple others too. Yeah, there was an aioli sauce, uh, like a lot of other places. Um, didn't quite have the selection as a mad chef. Where they had like 50 goddamn sauces. Oh right, man. Um, but still good. I like them. I like them. They were definitely, uh, quite, you know, very good. Nice. But uh, Jesse's the the real uh, fry snob. So I'm curious what he has to say. Um, I give it a good B plus. All right. All right. Not bad. Um, That's pretty solid. Yeah, it's it, they're they're definitely better than average, but I don't think they're at that quite that top tier like you know like hunger and thirst or poor or even um, federal tap house fries. 
Mm, head tap fries, yeah. I like what they're you know they're attempting to do with the ketchup. The ketchup is smoking. Yeah. Yes. Well, something every, uh, every bar needs that Jesse also had was wings. Yes. Okay. So the wings. Um, firstly, I think they only gave me nine. That was a little odd. Um, there was a really good flavor to them. I like that. There was uh, I had uh, there was there a habanero. Was it mango or something? Was the one I did not go for that because I. Uh. Okay, so I just accidentally ate, took a bite into a habanero pepper the other day. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so my, my my I've been getting like sharing like a CSA with my my family and they've been like I've been getting bags of peppers and they all you know they're bag for different you know shapes and colors and whatever and none of them have been hot so far, and so I accidentally took a bite into one and. Holy shit, I was like gargling yogurt to try to cool my mouth down. Anyway, um, so I did not go with the habanero wings. I went for the buffalo hoppy wings. I thought they were pretty good flavor, um, especially if you if you like barbecue. I don't care for barbecue sauce. And so there was a, there was a hint of barbecue in there that, that personally bothered me. But if you are into that, you would love these wings, though. I'm telling you, though, the wings were really good. Yeah. They had a really great flavor to them. Um, my only complaint was that there were only nine of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that came down to, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, they were good. Well, awesome. speak, speaking of barbecue, I had the barbecue tempeh sandwich, which tempeh is not something you usually see on the menu, especially in Lancaster County. Yeah, really? I went with the vegetarian fare, uh, and everything was very good about it. It came in on a very nice marbled rye. Uh, the tempeh is well done. came with spinach, coleslaw. The only thing I actually did not care for was the barbecue sauce. Hmm. It just, it really, it's very kind of sweet, a little tangy. It, it kind of struck me like Cattleman. It's like a very kind of cheap sauce. Mm. Um, I, th I think they, uh, it's like a special sauce that they make with one of their beers, but there was just, I think, way too much of it, which was the first issue. And then the actual, the actual sauce itself was not great, so. Interesting. The tempeh was good? Yeah, tempeh was solid. A very, th a very thick amount of it. Uh, it's a big sandwich, definitely filled me up. I got the side of fries with it instead of the chips, so. I mean, it looks out of the, uh, the marble rye looks amazing, and it is actually very uh, <coughs> forward-thinking that they're actually providing a vegetarian option for uh, comers and goers. Most times you walk in and it's like, hey, is anything in here not have meat? Does the bread not have meat? Sorry, yeah, exactly. the bread doesn't have meat, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's about it. So it's good that they're providing an option for people, um, showing that they're a little bit... Uh, yeah, p people get a little weirded out, too. They're like, what are you, one of those vegetarians? Well, like, then try the fish, you know? <laughs> it's like, I could be, you know, a transgender, flaming Democrat walking into one of these places around here, and wouldn't bat an eye, but if you tell me you're a vegetarian, suddenly it's Sorry, like, Mike. Pretty sure if you told me you were a teetotaler, they might be a little bit more. Uh, oh, that be a little <laughs> Not that I'm saying out. anything's wrong with the previous things. It's just kind of like <laughs> with the climate around here. I'm just saying, like if you walked into a bar, that might raise a couple eyebrows. So. Well, that's true. And I, uh, having recently had friends from England in who are of the non-meat eating variety, I always kind of claim that uh, our meat is generally treated much more ethically and kindly than uh, than most other places. When you're getting a Grass free-range free chicken in from Lancaster Market. This is not the same thing as a Tyson factory farm of chicken. It's a little bit yeah. different. So when PETA goes out on their rampages of bad marketing, it's sort of like, I believe that these places exist. It's just where I'm buying my my meats from. It's not the same quite a thing. Giant maybe would have those problems, but in general, yeah. uh, not so bad. So, and there does seem to be, especially towards these fancier places in town, definitely a push not to be buying from uh, those sorts of. I, mean, I just saw today that McDonald's, for fuck's sake, is uh, going with only cage-free eggs going forward. Whoa. So there's a big, you know, 
big revolution happening. That would be if they I, were actually using real eggs. I was going to say, I, I had no idea to use real they're eggs. Like, oh, yes, they're like, they're, they're cage-free chickens, these uh, test tubes that were... Yeah, still <laughs> come the eggs that go into the bread, not I mean, the well, the scientists egg. might be in cages, but... <laughs> yeah. Still come out of a milk carton, but I they're cage-free. It's going to be minimum wage, but... Because <laughs> scientists and our workers, but... Yeah. So what do you guys think of the uh, the building itself, the ambiance? Ambiance. How long have they been here? A couple of months. Yeah. I think there's my first impression as I come through, and I immediately think Jonathan Cologne. I mean, just the you look at the you look at the tables, the chairs. This looks like his stuff. Now, you guys were saying earlier that it's that other that this is a popular style now. So. Uh, Either way, kudos to Jonathan Cologne. <laughs> I mean, either having a style that people are copying, or this is, you know... I mean, the tables clearly are, look like they're reclaimed wood. I mean, these have some pretty gnarly knots in them. Like, Jesse's over here. Yeah. He's got this nice... As a rock climber, I kind of want to, like, climb on this table. Uh, <laughs> it's got a nice divot to hide things, like fries for, like, later on. You yeah. could, like, pick them out of there. <laughs> I oh, you thought you. I got them all. You just couldn't see it. No. It was hidden in yeah. the table. Yeah. Uh... I'm gonna agree with catch up to dip. Yeah, an early. <laughs> That's what I thought it was for. <laughs> I would agree with Jesse on an earlier statement. There seems to sort of be a stylistic cacophony going on. As much as I love seeing the stainless steel brewing system, like right behind the bar, uh, there's a, there's a rustic nature to like the rest of the of the feel of the place. And then there's also like as graffiti you right out, there. Yeah, yeah, graffiti to kind of make it a little grungier. And then you've got the awesome, awesome, awesome boiler that's right next to us. And it's sort of like a lot of different elements coming together. And I'm not entirely sure that they merge in the best way imaginable, but um, it's definitely nice. It's, it's, it's you know, clean and sharp and, and nice, and so I'm not really complaining, and just it doesn't quite have the same um, Flow, coherent industrial yeah. chic as, or what is it? Workman's like? chic, wasn't it? No, Craftsman, industrial. Craft, craft, industri industrial craft shit, I don't Whatever know. the hell Emily calls it. Um, I mean, I like it here, and I like this place actually better than the tap room. It's, it could be more yeah. crowded, but I actually dig it because um, it can hold a lot more people tonight. Like it's it's quieter than it usually is in the tap room. Yeah. Um, there's more space to kind of put your elbows yeah. out. The tap room, you get up close and personal with everybody there. Yeah, it's it's kind of like getting, going into a mosh pit. You just kind of like yeah. throw yourself through the front door and wherever you end up. Hopefully, it's by the bar. So no, I like this. There's more space to that. But yeah, with the that craftsman industrial chic thing, like there it definitely it is. is more grungy. You I mean you have like I said, you have the uh, you have the graffiti, but then also you have instead of just metal ducts, you actually have fence across the top and in the yeah. back there like it definitely adds a grunge feel to it but then you have these pristine beautiful huge TVs and like you said the um, the stainless steel uh, system behind it just like there's this I don't know it's just this weird clash of things like some like if they wanted to go for the grunge thing that could be really cool if they wanted to go for the pristine look that could be cool too I mean I don't know it just I'm not sure what's what's Put happening. A little modern yeah. brewing system will be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. So you guys have seen the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, right? Yes. Of the do, you, do you remember the scene where like Shredder comes out to address all the young Foot Clan members of that warehouse? Yeah, I remember it that. Kinda, oh, it kind of looks like this with the lights out. <laughs> They're all up, up yeah, around two layers him and yeah, with like, that fence. He looks down. Yeah, it's like you are my you know children. I am your father. Like, you know, Shredder. The, I mean, I'm nitpicking the appearance. I, I still think it's it's nice it's great it, i have no real real super issue about it except for the tvs i wish the tvs weren't in there maybe that uh, you know if it weren't for that i think that would that would definitely like i mean i understand that you know they want to have kind of like i mean that guy's who watching drink, it love sports but it just sort of doesn't really fit with the vibe of the place it's like you're here to drink have fun with friends eat yeah. something 
The TV's just a distraction. Yeah, the guy with the wife beater over there is watching it, but other than that, I don't know if anyone else is. I guess here it doesn't bother me quite as much, but I understand what you're saying. That's actually my one knock against Wacker. Is that everything's great, but they threw up that one TV there in the corner. It's like, really? Do you need that? I mean, you got darts, you got, you know, Get a small, intimate space. Do you really need that giant TV in the corner? Do you yeah. have a lot of people who just come to sit there by themselves and watch the baseball game? Exactly. Is that an audience that you're? I don't. To? Yeah, I don't think that's really their uh, what they're looking for. Or is it there to entertain your employees if, if it's a slow night or something? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if I were going to just go sit yeah. somewhere, I mean, that's why you have the dispensing company. I mean, they have two TVs and you yeah, can do exactly. that. But it's their TVs are tiny though. Yeah, but. I, want well, a I think that's TV. you know maybe if the TVs were yeah, tiny. That's why you go to Molly's where they have the fucking like fifty thousand yeah, HDs. Yeah, actually, yeah, you sit oh. right in the bar. Yeah. It's like yeah. as long as you don't wear hats. Yeah, and, and glow. No hats. Yeah, yeah we were just talking about that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, Which bars around Lancaster are getting really weird? I didn't want to come codes. down on Dave because I know he's going to wear a hat. But it's like it is a disrespectful thing to wear a hat into establishment. Rob, who's wearing a hat right now, um, <laughs> can you get mad at that kind of hat though? Come on. There's. Well, no. it, this is slightly more classy than, but it's still like one of those things. Like, there's a reason why you take your hat off when, Wait, like, the National Anthem plays. Is there a it's gang like, out there whose colors are t- tweed? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows it's we're called here now. the hipster <laughs> gang. We're all, oh, we're, we're, yeah. we're all, we all know each other. It's, it's yeah. good. Is that the newsies? Or <laughs> um, so, what'd you guys think of the beer tonight? Oh, boy. Um, so, Mike, what did you let's start off with you? What'd you end up drinking tonight? <laughs> you had two beers. Well, I went, I went strong. I went go big or go home. So the first thing I had was their uh, Russian Imperial Stout called okay. Bloodlust, part of the uh, gruesome named beers. Um, it wasn't bad. It's definitely alcoholic, which, I mean, a lot of th- things at Springhouse are high in ABV. Um, it was relatively thick. It was easy drinking, actually, though, which is kind of, huh. I don't know if I want that so much in my Russian Imperial Stouts. I almost like them to be a little caustic as they go down the gullet, like a little, <laughs> little bit of a burn. Um but it was great. It just didn't really, um, it wasn't really memorable, I guess. I don't know. But it was solid. And same with this uh, Spinal Remains I got. So they offer that on both the uh, regular draft and also Nitro, which is cool. Always like when a place offers a Nitro tap. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, Spinal Remains is their, what, pumpkin stout. So it's probably the one of the first pumpkin beers of the season that I had. And it smells amazing. As I mentioned before, it's more amazing though if it was in like a dessert in my ah. beers i'm not really looking for something quite that sweet not quite that nut- nutmeggy okay. um but the, the beer is solid like it doesn't like taste that sweet thank god there's more stout than pumpkin so yeah i'll take that yeah they're both uh, pretty solid so jesse what did you end up drinking um i have the velma hoppy saison it is a sessionable four percent um it's okay it, it does what it's supposed to do, I think. And, um, I mean, it's not fabulous, but it's uh, better than the Saison we had of hers last night. Um, which will, Well, I mean, they were trying to experiment, and they went with a port Saison type thing. Um, and this one's definitely better than that. Um, it's all right. Yeah, I liked it. We snuck. We ordered while Jesse was out uh, driving around and uh, stuck a, a sample or two of his, his beer while he was... Well, I was running errands for your girlfriend. It's true. Your your uh, girlfriend forgot her ID, and I drove her back to her home, and you're drinking my beer. Yeah, that's that's how we roll. And uh, (laughs) I I liked it. Um, I've had a couple of saisons from here. I wasn't a huge fan of. I did like the hibiscus one that they made a while ago. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Um, You know, as things go, um, that was was decent, Um, the hoppy saison. Uh, I'm not really big on hoppy saisons. I kind of think that that's, I don't know, clashing of flavors in a way I don't normally like. But that was tolerable for sure. Um, and the beers I went with, as I had the big gruesome on nitro, 
yep. which was surprisingly smooth. Yep. Um, and was pretty decent. Problem is, as it got warmer, uh, I kind of just really lost the chocolate and the peanut butter, and it just kind of went to that burnt uh, notes. Of yeah, the I think stout. I know what you mean. Yeah, it yeah. just went to kind of more of a, of a strong stout. And I was, you know, usually my complaint is that it's too much pop peanut butter and chocolate, and this time I felt like it was the other way around, where it wasn't quite enough to kick it up to be a peanut butter and chocolate stout. So huh. I think I liked it initially because it was weaker on the chocolate and the peanut butter. Um, I always feel, kind of feel when I've had this before that it's it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh yeah, flavored beer, and this time it was very subtle. Hmm. Um, but as it warmed, I wasn't a huge fan. And now I'm drinking their uh, their sessionable IPA. Now there's a beer I never thought they could actually make here. A session beer. Yeah, well, it's 4.2 percent, so that's actually that's uh, respectable yeah. for them. Um, and it's got a nice mouthfeel to it. Okay. Uh, but it is hoppy. Holy really? shit balls! Yeah, it's bitter. It's a hot bomb for sure. Uh, and that's been my big complaint with IP sessionable IPAs is, is that uh, it's just there's no none of that malt balance, which is how they get it down. Right. I think in uh, ABV, it's just it's all hops. So um, I mean, overall, I'm always so afraid to hit Springhouse because their beers are so big and so flavor forward and so not what I'm looking for from a beer. I understand why they're so massively popular in the area and why so many people are like loyal, but they're not what I'm looking for in beer. And today they had stuff that was, you know, more subdued and subtler. So I was pretty pleased about it. Cool. In general, my 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 summation for this is I, I dig the vibe. Um, it's a uh, close enough for a bike ride. So like you know, it's like hunger and thirst distance from home, kind of, uh, which for me is perfect. Uh, plus, you can drive and park without having to fight, which is cool. Yeah. And then um, the food is actually pretty damn good. So yeah. I'd be inclined if someone said, hey, we want to go to Spring House for dinner, I'd actually be more inclined to do that than if someone said, hey, you want to hit the Tap House for dinner, for dinner yeah. or you know, LBC for dinner or lots of places around town, I'd be more inclined to come here, uh, which is good. And I, uh, I just, well, the problem with LBC is that while their food is okay, I really don't like their beer. And mm. so it's tough for me and their building's kind of okay. And... Um, <laughs> So. Coming soon, our review of Lancaster Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've been there, actually. Yeah, really. Um, and maybe we should give them another shot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, really, it's their Kolsch is, like, the only thing I think. And their okay. Boss Hog are about the only thing that I Ooh. think I could kind of tolerate. Yeah. Um, but here, you know, there's more beers now that they're doing more and they have more things on tap because they have, like, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, at least eleven, if not twelve, beers on tap, and like three to take out in bottle. Uh, there's a lot more variety, and I really dug this food as something different. Yeah, I'd be inclined to go on that bike ride with you, uh, except that it's all downhill, which is great on the ride in, but on the ride out, it's going to be all uphill. We won't feel it when you're drunk on the way home. Oh, oh wait, no, you will. You'll throw up like crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> especially after having like you know one of these sandwiches that are uh, quite filling, but um. They do have like a really cool outside seating area, uh, which is very nice. Obviously, they did, uh, had the forethought to throw that on to the, to the mix. Uh, plenty of room. I have not been here when it's been like super crowded yet, which is nice. Yeah. Very cool bar up front. Uh, overall, yeah, I'm actually very impressed. I think they did really cool with the in uh, indoor uh, decor for the most part. I feel very comfortable here. The food is a step above what I'm used to at the uh, tap room. So. I just wish that uh, I was more of their target audience in terms of the beer, but... You know, I can't be the target audience for everyone everywhere. Yeah, I, 
for a while there, I was losing faith in the tap room. I feel like when I went there for a beer, um, just stopping in like after market or something, uh, what I was getting actually was really subpar. It wasn't what I remember. Like I feel like their quality was slipping a little bit. But when I've been here for the couple of times I've been here, I actually was kind of impressed. Like yeah. it, it's going back up, I think, which is good. So it's giving me a little bit more faith to check this place out more often. Um, I agree that I felt like their quality for a while was up and down. That you know any batch may have been good or bad or whatever. Um, and I also felt sort of, we were laughing, the uh, waitress here only started when this location opened up, so she knew about older beers, and mm-hmm. we were laughing about how we had all these favorites that aren't around, like the PB&J style, yeah. when is that coming back? Or the Cosmic Ray Gun, which I think was sort of like our 11% raspberry beer that was delicious oh, yeah, yeah. and freaking amazing. And I remember having that like five years ago and going, this might be my favorite beer around. And haven't seen that in forever, so mm-hmm. it, it kind of sucks when it's like, oh, you're making these beers that I'm like, yay about instead of these beers that i'm wild about that i haven't seen in forever because i believe like the last time i saw the pb and j was at like you trying to get a six to love it for like <laughs> emily's 30th birthday something like that was it her 30th 30s yeah it was a, it was a birthday party that's for yeah. sure <laughs> it's a while um but yeah i'm you know this will encourage me to come back and if friends want to come i won't you know turn up my nose or anything so jesse did you have any uh closing thoughts I think the place is good. Um, I I don't know if I, th- I, I think I like the uh, the beer better than LBC for in some cases. Um, the food I think at LBC is a little better. Uh, I like to see where they're going to go with this though. I hope they develop it more. Um, yeah, I think it's a fine addition to Lancaster. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, Mike, any closing thoughts? Um, no, I, I echo Jesse's sentiment. I look forward to see what comes else comes around here and where they go from here. I want to see, like, I mean, they've kind of been going to uh, foraying into the Cezanne territory. I don't, really don't think that's their wheelhouse. I wish they would try something else. Um, but now they have this big system, I'm sure they're going to be trying all sorts of things. So I look forward to seeing what uh, what else to come out with. Well, and I'm glad we're here before they have seven pumpkin some, seven pumpkin beers on tap because that's always been a problem. They they have a lot of pumpkin beers that are massively popular, oh, yeah. which you know, more power to them. It's yeah. just when I walk into a place and I see a bunch of pumpkin beers on tap, I'm always like, only to be out. eclipsed by their Christmas beers. Which <laughs> don't they have like a um, thin mint cookie? Santa got kidnapped by yeah, reindeer something yeah. beer. I don't Not know. Not my it's, favorite, yeah, but uh, they've been doing more stuff that I actually <laughs> enjoy. So I'm not gonna begrudge them too much and hey if they're big sellers Trogues has uh, uh, Mad Elf and I oh, don't yeah. really like that beer and everybody raves over it so you know people are allowed to disagree with me that's for damn sure but I love that they picked this location I love what they're doing for the neighborhood and I hope that uh, this encourages a lot of other places who are looking to expand into Lancaster not to try to shove their way into yeah, what yeah. is now becoming an extremely overcrowded bar uh, area of you know central downtown and start going to these outside neighborhoods mm-hmm. um, I'd love to have a real great craft beer place on the east side of town yeah. you know you kind of have Molly's but then beyond Molly's what do you got um, you know Rainmakers if you're a member of the club you no know <laughs> I don't even know if they do craft beer there because I'm not a member of the club um, so I like that I like that they they picked this cool location they really turned this building into something nice and uh, I'm with you guys uh, we'll have to come back six months in a year you know obviously we're back before but we should come back and re-review in, in another year and see how they're doing because this is pretty cool well, that's it for today's show. We hope you enjoyed our quick uh, re-review of uh, Springhouse. 
If you want to check out our old episode, it'll be linked in the show notes. Uh, you can see our comparison then versus uh, now, which will actually be a pretty cool side by side since I think this is the first place I think we've done Probably, two yeah. recordings at. So, okay. yeah. Uh, join us next week for our next full episode where hopefully we uh, mock students for being back in school and perhaps even dive into the early, early releases of goddamn pumpkin beers. Ah. So uh, thanks for listening and keep on drinking unless it's pumpkin beers. That's today's show. For more information on today's podcast or to subscribe to the show, visit www.blindtigerpodcast.com or look for us on iTunes. Send comments or questions to show at blindtigerpodcast.com. To suggest or request a beer for beer versus beer or to ask a question for Homebrew 101, email show at blindtigerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and keep drinking. Mm -hmm.